from you this morning. So Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, I'm really, really proud to say uh, that I have been married to Denise for the past 25 years. And, 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 and Denise is just living the dream right now. She's just, she made a fantastic choice. She made the amazing choice 25 years ago to win her dream man. And, and we've had amazing 25 years. She is just overcome with emotion probably right now as she thinks about the last 25 years and how amazing they've been. But the thing is this, is that, is that we've, we've known each other probably for longer than that, but in our journey, we've had some amazing highs and some great seasons in life, but, but as in any relationship, we've, we've had some tough seasons too when things aren't going as well, and we, we've lived in flats, and we've lived in caravans over the years, and we've lived in uh, units, and, and we've lived overseas, and we've lived in different places, and, and all through those times, you it's amazing the pressure or the challenges that has on our relationships. But I've learned this one thing about relationships. is that relationships require some work. And they're not 100% rosy all the time. They're not rosy all the time. See, we all have those annoying people at work, right? I was waiting for Pastor Luke to say, yes, we do. But he didn't. It was awesome. We all have those annoying people at work, and, and, and we have those uh, people, those clients who just want more than we can do for them at the moment, more that we can give, and, and, and we all have those, maybe those children, whether adult children or young children that seem to just require more and more of our time or our attention. Maybe there's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or there's, there's, a, there's the pastor, or there's a small group leader. Whatever it is, we all have relationships, and that from time to time, we have their ups and downs in relationships, no matter who they are with. The second thing that I've learned about relationships is this, is that they all require, did you hear the kids right there? That's fantastic. <laughs> they all require, the second thing I've learned about relationships is this, they all require some work, and they're not 100% rosy all the time. That's relationships. But, but here's the thing today. I, I believe that God has a plan for you and for your relationships today. I believe the Bible uh, has keys and steps and, and, and can help us take an amazing leap of, of faith in our relationships to help us in, in those, to help them be flourishing, to help them be rewarding and effective. But sometimes it's, it's how we view other people and our filters with which we look at situations, they can have a bearing on how we look at people. See, if we see people as always being against us, well, we, we will treat them like they are enemies. If we view people as time wasters, uh, we won't value them. If we see people as just roadblocks, we'll start to want to compete with them. See, the position from which we stand and view others is everything. I just wonder today, as you think about those relations, maybe you're having some faces pop past your, past your mind's eye right now. I just wonder today, is it time to change your position to gain a clearer view? This morning in your notes, uh, Luke chapter 19, there's an amazing, amazing story. Luke chapter 19, it says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a 
sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. See, here's the thing. Uh, Zacchaeus had heard that Jesus was coming uh, and that he was going to pass by his, his location where he was. And, but Zacchaeus, he, he knew his limitations as well. He, he, he knew that there was going to be a, a roadblock or things in the way where he wasn't going to be able to see Jesus really clearly. And, and so he made this decision. He made a decision to move further down the road to climb a tree to see Jesus coming clearer. He changed his position to see clearer. And I just wonder today, as we, as we look at this, uh, this topic of relationships and taking a leap and what that means to us, and, uh, and that maybe it's time to change our position so we can gain a different view or picture of our relationships and how we can just play a part in helping them to flourish. See, when we, when we, can, find, we can find it difficult to see clearly, when there's things obstructing us in our view of our relationships, just maybe it's time. See, the truth is that it's hard to change from one pattern of thinking to another. It's hard to change from one pattern of acting to another, from one pattern of believing to another, especially when it's this, when it's based on what someone else does or what someone else says, maybe what they suggest. See, at times, there can be a great gap in our lives with things in the way. In the mid-1700s, there was a, a German philosopher or writer, and his name was called, he was called Lessing was his surname, and, and he wrote exactly about this problem that, that he was having and, and that we, you and I have as well. And he talked about the gap between past events and the truth for him today. See, Lessing felt uh, that he was unable to believe in God's voice or miracles or the truth of the Bible because for him, what happened in his past, it, he couldn't rationally uh, make it up or necessarily that it even applied to him in his present situation. He said this, he, he said, it is the ugly great ditch which I cannot cross, however often and however earnestly I, I have tried. See, it's the idea, it's this idea that just because the Bible says his miracles happen or my friend says that they've experienced God, that, uh, that sometimes we cannot accept that as proof that God is really a reality for me because it doesn't make sense to our rational brains. But, but this answer was, was, was amazingly answered by another Danish theologian called Kierkegaard, and, and he, he talked about what became known as the leap of faith. And his, his thought was this, is that the only way to change the state you are in is with a leap. The only way to change the state you are in is with a leap. And I'd like to suggest today that that's called a leap of faith. He said, when I can't get motivated to change, when steps don't work, maybe it's time to take a leap of faith. See, sometimes a leap of faith is the only way forward, is the only way forward. Corrie Tim Boone, the first thought this morning that I, that I have in relationships, the first leap in our relationship is this, is the leap of forgiveness, the leap of forgiveness. Corrie Tim Boone was, was a, a person who survived World War II in a Holocaust camp, and, and uh, she, was, she was a Jew, and, and she saw things that no one should ever see, and 
after the war, when she had survived and was uh, trying to live life, she obviously struggled with unforgiveness. And no matter how hard she, she tried, she would, she would forgive the guards and the, and the prison where she was held and the, and the soldiers there. But, but a little time after, all these thoughts and feelings and anger would kind of would keep rushing back to her. So this one day she went to a pastor of, of the church and, and talked to him about it. And the pastor took her, took her up to the bell tower of the church. He told her to grab hold of the rope that, would, that you would pull to ring the bells and so she gave the, the rope a pull and the bells began to ding and dong and make a noise and he told her to let go of the rope and eventually the bells, they stopped dinging and donging. They stopped ringing. And he suggested this to her, that, that Corrie, maybe it's time to let go of the rope. Maybe it's time to let go of the rope. And I, I think what a great picture of, of forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is letting go of the rope. Don't be concerned about the echoes and the few dings and dongs that come, the bell makes, but just keep your hand off the rope and soon it will bother you no more. Just let go of the rope. There was this one time when Jesus was talking to his disciples and, and he said in Mark eleven twenty five, he said, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So don't, don't risk getting stuck with unforgiveness. If you hold anything against anyone, and, and sometimes forgiveness is, is not something that we, can, we, we struggle to work through, and sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith and forgive anyway. Unforgiveness is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person dies of smoke inhalation. Unforgiveness is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person that maybe has, has hurt you is, is going to die from that smoke inhalation. Just let go of the rope, because in reality it only hurts you. In Colossians 3.13, the Apostle Paul, he, he puts it this way to, to help us by saying, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And so how, have you ever thought, how did the Lord forgive you? How did the Lord forgive me? What, was there a process? Was there a payment? Was there a punishment? There was, there was none of the above there. God just made a leap, and based on what Jesus Christ did for you and I on a cross, he said, you are forgiven. It was through Jesus Christ that we are forgiven and, and that we can forgive. Just maybe today, maybe today, that's the leap you need to take. Of forgiveness. The second thought is this, that the second leap in relationships is this, is the leap of unconditional love. Unconditional love. I have three beautiful daughters, and, and when, they, when they were really little, when they were really little, Denise maybe had been working or I was doing the babysitting duties and we would, we would go into the city or go into the shopping mall and, and, and like one of the kids would just start screaming and crying and, and you know, you're trying to push it through, the, push the pram through the mall and everybody's like looking at you like, he's not a very good father at all. That kid is screaming and yelling and, and you try to grab their arm but not to hurt them and, and people are looking at you and staring because she's screaming her head off and I can't get this kid to be quiet and, and, and I, I don't think I'm the only one in here to do this but but you sit, you get close and whisper to them, if you stop that, I'll buy you an ice cream. 
Hands up all those who do that. No, don't put your hand up. No, there we go. But anyway, there's lots. We, we try that. It's like we try to bribe them into, into behaving. And, and we try, well, everybody's staring at you all around the place. And, 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 but we try to bribe them and condition them in a certain behavior that, that kind of makes it work for us, right? <laughs> but this is not how God loves you. This is not how God loves you. His love has no conditions attached. His love has no performance-related issues attached. It's not based on your performance. It's based on his love for you. Jesus put it this way in John 13, verse 14, 34. He said, love one another as I have loved you. See, unconditional love is this. Is, is why that customer has been rude to you this week. Just do everything you can to just love them anyway. When, when, uh, when they've been obnoxious to you, just, just love them anyway. Love anyway. While the boss maybe, he makes you feel small or is always on, on your back about things. Maybe to just, uh, just love them anyway. Maybe, maybe you've got people who are grumpy, just love them. Maybe you've got people who are distant, just love them anyway. Because unconditional means doing it now regardless of whether the conditions are right or not. See, I think that's how Jesus loves you and me. I think that's how he loves you and me, that he, and he asks us to love others the same way. Romans 5, 8, it says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us, and while, while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. It's amazing to think that God demonstrated his love for you and I, even though when we were far away from him. It, it kind of blows my mind to think that, that he, he actively showed how much he loved me and how much he loved you. While we, maybe we struggled with addictions or we, we, we struggled with, with our anger or our shame or our guilt, that he loved us anyway. It wasn't based on what you looked like or your lifestyle or what you are. He just said he, he came and gave his life for you even before you knew him. While we were still sinners, he loved you and me. See, Jesus didn't die so you can have a religion. He died so you can have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. See, Charles Spurgeon, a great evangelist, many, many years ago said this, beauty will often win affection against a man's better judgment, but Christ's love to us was not won by any beauty that he saw in us. He loves you anyway. He gave his life for you and for me. Band, you want to come up nice and quietly? That'd be great. The third leap in relationships is this, is the leap of honesty. Ephesians 4.15 says, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. See, growing up and becoming mature and requires us learning to become honest. But it's, it's not just speaking what we believe in the truth. It, it, it really depends and, and matters how we package and present it. See, honesty is a gift, uh, but to be recognized as such, it needs to be wrapped, gift wrapped in love. Honesty is a gift, but, but we sometimes people won't recognize it by the way it's, we present it or we, the way we try and talk about it. I, I must say today that for each one of us here, uh, it's when we're being honest with people, wrap it in love. Show them how much you care. 
Honesty is a gift. Speak the truth in love. And honesty can build trust. We don't have to worry about, about what is hidden or kept in secret. Honesty can solve problems. We can work through misunderstandings and solve the issue. Honesty can grow our character. It helps us to become a person that thinks about our choices and how that can help or hurt another person. Honesty can give understanding. It helps us to understand our past, our present, and our future. Honesty can teach us. There's many great lessons and that, that can show us how to interact with people and to choose our words wisely. Probably in an auditorium or a crowd this size, there's, there's probably people here that have had words spoken to them, even as children. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's not true. Choose your words wisely. Choose your words wisely with your children or with your, your, your spouses, with your workmates. Choose your words wisely today. If, if there's things to be being honest, they're wrapped in so much love that, uh, that it changes the whole situation and is accepted. See, honesty can also demonstrate genuine love. Maybe there's some here today and the, the leap that you need to take is, is just to be honest with some people. Maybe that's your step. So what is the leap of faith today? What is your leap that you know in your heart right now that you need to take? Is it the leap of forgiveness? Is it the leap of unconditional love? Is it the leap of honesty? Why don't you close your eyes right now? Let's take a moment right here, right now in, in this place because... I want you to make a decision today. We all have steps and we all have leaps to make. And, and today, can I, can I say, as you, as you start to think, God is maybe speaking to you about one of those things or about taking a leap. And, and right now you're thinking about all the issues. You're thinking about the possibilities or the potential for stuff to go wrong or things to happen. And can I say, maybe it's time to change the position of how you're viewing things to look through God's eyes. What is your leap? Maybe it's to forgive and take your hand off the rope. Perhaps it's to love the person and commit to be there for them no matter what. Maybe it's time to book that coffee and sit down and just be have an honest conversation with someone. Whatever your leap is today, going to ask you to do something towards the end of our service. In front of you, you'll see a connect card. And I want to challenge you this morning to, to take a leap. And so this morning, what I'm going to ask you to do is to, to write on that connect card what your leap is. Because this week, our staff and our team are, are going to pray over every card that God would help you take that next leap of faith, that, that he, he would be with you and He would guide you and, and help you, give you strength and encourage you to take the next leap of faith. So, so this morning, in a few moments, as we, as we close our service, I, I want you to take hold of that Connect card and with the pen in front of you, to, 
to write that leap of faith because we're going to stand with you that God helps you and does something amazing in your relationships this week. Hallelujah. Almighty God, right here in this place, Lord, those who are are carrying, Father God, unforgiveness, Father, where the pain is great in us and, and it's just hard, Lord. Lord, I pray, would you your presence, your spirit upon each one, oh God. Lord, I thank you that you're the, you're the comforter, oh God, but you are, Father God, the Savior, Lord Jesus. Lord, for those who are thinking about some conversations, Father, that, that are just, wow, God, what, what do I do here? Lord, I pray, Lord, will you give us the words to say, to wrap them in love, oh God, that Lord, they bring healing, that they will bring restoration. Maybe they'll bring freedom to hearts and lives, Lord. Lord, for those people in our world that it's just so hard to love them, oh God. Lord, I pray. Lord, for that position change, Lord Jesus. That we will see through different eyes. your mighty name of God. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you might say you're far away from God. Can I say today that God loves you? He got a plan and a purpose for your life and He sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross for you because, because here's the thing, there was a gap and that gap is called sin and, and that sin separates us from God. And He doesn't want to have a religion with you. He wants to have a relationship just maybe you're here this morning and, and you might say, I'm, I'm far away from God. He, there's no way He can love me. Can I say the truth of the Word of God is He loves you before you even knew Him. While we were still sinners, He loves us. This morning, I'm, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And, and if you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to say, count me in, Jesus, today. I'm, I want you just in silently in your heart, just repeat this prayer after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, I know that you love me. Today I believe that Jesus has paid the price for me. That there's no gap anymore. That I can have a relationship with you through what Jesus did on the cross. So today, I choose Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Just wavery, eyes closed. I'm not going to embarrass anyone here this morning, but, but I do want you to, to be bold and be brave. I'm just going to count to three in a second. And, and all I want you to do is if you prayed that prayer saying yes to Jesus, just to lift your hand so I can see and pop it down again. Because after our service, we would love to get some information into your hands this morning. Here we go. One, two, Jesus loves you. Three, lift your hands now. See that hand.